Greetings and welcome to this episode of Word Anchor Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about faith. Faith is a subject that is close to my heart. It is so because it is the currency by which we get our things as Christian believers. Each and every one of us believes in something. There are different kinds of faith. There are different kinds of religion. But when we talk about the Christian faith, we're talking about the faith in God that created the whole earth and the whole universe. And when we look at God and the things that he can do for us, we can only approach him by faith. Because you see, we believe in a God that cannot be seen in the naked eye, that cannot be touched as yet, because we are not yet translated into how he is, a spirit. So as long as we are on this earth, we engage God at the level of faith. This is God that wants us to believe in the way that he speaks to us and then we act on that. Because you see, he is God. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is able. He is almighty. He is faithful. The things that he speaks, he speaks from a position of power, from a position of being able to do the things, from a position of integrity. His word cannot be changed. His word is true and eternal. The scriptures, that is his word, are immutable, cannot be changed. So when God says something, he expects us to take that word and run with it. We believe the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord, that he died for our sins, that he rose on the third day, and that he's sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven right now. When we believe that, the Bible tells us that we are saved. We are not yet seeing ourselves fully saved because anything can happen in us on this earth. We are not yet at a point of judgment where we can say we have gone to the other side. But we see, we believe deep down in our heart that we are saved. That is the pillar of the Christian faith, that you believe what has been told you, what is recorded in the word of God. So whatever it is that we want to get as children of God. Because you see, God is not the kind of God that says, believe me and that's it. He says, believe me and you'll be saved. Believe me and this is what you can get. Not that we believe in God to get his things, but you see, he comes as a God who makes promises and his promises are true. However, the challenge with believers is this. We have been taught, we have been preached to, we have been made and trained to expect others to do certain things for us. And that is not necessarily intentional. But when a man has been put on the pulpit and has been made central in the church, you then expect that person to be sort of your spokesperson to God. So if the pastor has not prayed for you, has not laid hands on you, you may be tempted to think that your prayers do not reach heaven. Some pastors have even cursed the disciples or the followers for whatever offenses they may have um, done against them. These are people that make it look like you actually are dependent on them and without them, you can do nothing. Whereas it is only the Lord Jesus Christ that said, without me, you can do nothing. So we have a kind of believers that have been built up to believe the men before the men Christ to believe the men before the Lord Jesus. 
the man that points or supposed to point them to Christ is the one that they believe more than the Christ himself to whom this man must point it. There's so many examples in the New Testament where individuals got up, went to Jesus, got something out of him without a preacher. He was the preacher. He was the word. They did not go through anybody. In fact, the people that would have been around Jesus in some instances would have tried to stop the believers to go to Jesus. Because you see, those that were approaching Jesus were already believers. They believed that in Jesus, their breakthrough would come. So there's a story told of a man. It is said this man was a centurion. He was a soldier um, and a leader in, in the army, the Roman army. And this man, it is written that he had a servant that was at home, paralyzed, sick, suffering terribly. And this man sent a word to Jesus, asking Jesus that Jesus Christ should come and heal his servant. And Jesus Christ jumped at that opportunity. To the Lord, it didn't matter that you were a Roman or a Jew. If you needed help from him, he jumped at that opportunity. Because he knew that the gospel would have to come out of the Judaic boundaries and reach everyone in the whole world. So Jesus Christ says, um, I'll come and heal him. And this centurion, being a leader of the army, then responded and said, Lord, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself and a man under authority, with soldiers under me, I tell this one, go and he goes, and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. So this man who was not a Jew, who did not necessarily qualify if we were to look at qualification to have Jesus Christ come under his roof because he was not a Jew and Jews had nothing to do with Gentiles. Worse, a Roman soldier. This was someone that would have um, led troops that would have probably mistreated the Jews. This was someone that was probably hated by the community because the Roman government was not kind to the Jews. Now, Jesus Christ listened to what the centurion was saying. The centurion was saying that even though it is ideal that Jesus Christ should come and maybe lay hands on this man, the servant, or go into the same space and pray or say something to the servant, it's not even the centurion that is sick, it's the servant. So it's not the servant that has faith to be healed, it is the centurion that has faith that his servant would be healed. Now Jesus was amazed, the Bible says, that this man believed that even if Jesus Christ is not in the same space as the man who was sick, who was the servant, the word that would come out of Jesus would be sufficient to heal the servant who was sick. Worse is that the word that would be spoken by Jesus, who would have been far from where the person who was sick was, would be sufficient. And the person that was believing this was not the person who was sick, but the person who believed that power can be transmitted from the place where Jesus was to the place where the person was sick without activating any faith from the person who was sick. And Jesus Christ heard this. He was amazed and said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, 
I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and west and take their places at the feast of with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you have just as you believed it would. And the servant was healed at that moment. So there is a word that this man looked for. The word of God says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it goes down and says, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So the centurion had come into contact with the word. The centurion had come in contact with the word that became flesh. But this was not just any word. It was the word which was God. It was the word which was with God in the beginning. It was the word that in the beginning spoke and said, let there be light. And there was light. This was the word that spoke all these things that were spoken into existence in the book of Genesis chapter 1. This word had become flesh. This word had been manifested in the physical realm on this earth. And this was the word that was going around in the cities, in the in the villages in Israel and was doing mighty miracle signs and wonders. This centurion sought for a word. He sought for a word. That word that he would receive from Jesus would be sufficient. It didn't matter what Jesus Christ would have said. Just a word from Jesus would be sufficient. And he believed. You might be sitting at home thinking, the financial trouble that I have is too big. Search for the word. Because you see, it is when you find that word that you'll find the answer. And when you have found that answer, believe just like the centurion did. Because you see, we transact by faith, by believing the word of God. The centurion believed that the word that would come out of the mouth of Jesus would be sufficient. Now, what kind of problem are you facing? And what does the word of God say concerning that situation? Now, we have the kind of believers that are lazy. They don't want to search the word. They don't want to pray for themselves. They want somebody to search the word. They will dust the Bible on Sunday, go to church, open the scriptures as it is read in front, and then go home, put the Bible aside, and go on with life. And when the devil comes and says, did God say, and that person would not know. When the devil comes and says, if you are the son of God, if you are the beloved of the Lord, if you are saved, if your sins are forgiven, if God loves you, the devil comes and, and plans all sorts of doubt in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. He, he tells you all sorts of probabilities, all sorts of things that could go wrong and ruins your whole week because you have not bothered to search what the word of God says concerning you. We live amongst believers that will believe a word of a man that tells you you are cursed. When the word of the Lord God says, cursed was the man who was hung on the tree. So that we would receive the blessing. So somebody will say, I curse you. And you'll be so sad. You'll go around looking for deliverance because somebody said, I curse you. When the word of the Lord God has already spoken, say a word. What is the word that has been said already? Because the centurion sought for a word. We already have the word. It is already packaged for us. It is for us to search the word. What does it say concerning the curses? You're told that you have generational curses. You accept that. Instead of rejecting them. Because you see, the minute you accede defeat, you are defeated. 
But the minute you stand and resist, because the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. It doesn't say call the pastor to resist the devil for you. It doesn't say call the intercessors to resist the devil for you. It says resist the devil because it is the devil that talks to you. It is the devil that brings fear. It is the devil that attacks you, even in your sleep. It is the devil that causes all the havoc in your life. And the Bible says you resist him. How then do you resist him when you have not even searched what the word says concerning that situation? This man wanted to hear what would Jesus Christ say? Because he says, I am a man under authority. So I take the concept of authority serious. I believe that when you tell a demon go, the demon will go. I believe that when you tell healing to come, healing will come. I believe that when you tell money to come, money will come. I believe that when you tell financial trouble to go, it will go. So this man was saying, words are powerful. And if I hear a word, I'll take it and run with it. Even if you were to say to me, I must take my servant to go in deep seven times, like Naaman was told to go deep seven times in the river Jordan. If you tell me to go do something, I will do it. There are people that run with words that have been told that are unbiblical. It's not in the word of God. You are told to go and do it. You don't even know that it is unbiblical. You believe because you have been told. Because you have believed the human being more than God. You see, children of God, it is your faith that will make you whole. It is your faith that will bring you solutions. Yes, God will deliver you by the hand of the apostle, the prophet, the teachers, the preachers, the evangelists, even the believers around you. But God will not deal with you consistently through the hand of someone else. When you are healed, learn to pray for yourself. When somebody has laid hands on you and you got a breakthrough, begin to build up the muscle. Begin to build up your faith. Begin to believe God for yourself. Because you will not always have someone to pray for you. Just say a word. God has already spoken the word, children of God. He has already spoken the word. I think the proper wording for it would be, um, let me find the word. Because Jesus Christ has already spoken. Because the word is already written down. So it's not us saying to God, say a word. It is us going to find the word and say, God, you said it. I am therefore taking it as it is. God, you said, by your stripes I am healed. I'm taking this word and I'm sticking to it. I refuse anything else except to receive this word. It is already written. God, you have already said it. This man said, say a word. We are to say, God, you have already said it. You have already said that you'll teach me how to make wealth. So I'm not wealthy, Father, right now. But your word says already, you'll teach me how to make wealth. Therefore, I'm here. Teach me. It is already written. You have already said the word. I am a man under authority. I am putting myself under the authority of your word. Teach me how to make wealth. Lord, you have already spoken that I must resist the devil. And therefore, I'm standing here and I'm resisting the devil. According to your word, he will flee. I'm waiting for the devil to flee. I am resisting. Whilst I'm waiting for him to flee, I am resisting. Whilst I'm waiting and he is pushing, I am pushing back. Because God, you have already spoken that I must resist him. And he will flee. And he has no choice but to flee. But you see, the resisting means he's going to push and you're going to push back. He's going to push and you're going to push back. He's going to push some more and you're going to have to push back again until he flees. Father, you've already said it. I must resist him. Then I will do it. You've already said, Father, 
that I must ask and it shall be given to me. Therefore, I'm coming to you for the God I'm asking. You see, sisters and brothers, there is so many ways of getting things done through faith, through believing the word of God. There are so many scriptures that talks to us. I say, if you run out of scriptures or if you fail to find a word that talks to your situation, there is a scripture that says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believing, you shall receive it. Whatever. You take the box of whatever you throw in, whatever in there, and say, Father, you've already spoken. My whatever is in that box of whatever. It may be a financial issue. It may be something that I have not come across written in the Bible. It may be I have not even gotten a testimony of somebody that has gotten through the situation that I'm facing, but it fits into the description of whatever. Therefore, it is already written. Your word is already out. Say a word. Jesus Christ says, I've already said it. Go, let it be done just as you have believed it would. The centurion believed that it would happen as long as Jesus Christ speaks a word. And it was done. That servant was healed at that very moment. Saints, the word faith is important. You don't have faith in Jesus for salvation only. You have faith in Jesus for your peace. You have faith in Jesus for your healing. You have faith in Jesus for your provision. You have faith in Jesus for your deliverance, for the forgiveness of your sins. For every kind of trouble that the devil throws at you, you need the word faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What has God said? It's not what will God say tomorrow. He's already said it already. He's already done, sealed, spoken the word. Ours is to search what the scriptures are saying. Be like a Berean Jew. Go find what the Lord has already said concerning whatever situation you're facing. Let it be done just as you have believed it would. It is your faith that has made you whole. You remember the woman whose daughter was demon-possessed, the Syrophoenician woman in the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 22. This woman believed that whatever was would be thrown at her, even if it was crumbs, it was sufficient. She believed that whatever Jesus Christ would throw at her would be sufficient to heal her daughter who was far away from where she was. She was before Jesus, the daughter was not. This woman believed. She did not take anything physical. She did not take a handkerchief. She did not take oil. She did not take anything except the word of Jesus. And Jesus said, your faith and that woman, her daughter was healed. According to your faith, your request is granted. Her daughter was healed at that very moment. She had great faith. She had great faith that even though she was not a Jew, she could receive. I remember the word that says, um, many would come and sit at the table. When those that were supposed to be on sitting on the table are out there with a gnashing of teeth because the gospel came to the Jews first and they did not believe. It has come to the Gentiles and some Gentiles don't believe. Then someone will come from somewhere, right straight into the church. They are not yet saved. They come and say, I want to be healed and they are healed. And after they are healed, then they are told about Jesus and they receive Jesus and they are saved. And you are sitting in that church. You've been there for years. You've been praying. You've been attending prayer sessions. You've been attending church every single day. 
uh, faithfully so every single Sunday, but you have not received a thing. Someone comes in and grabs the word and runs with it. All that would just search what the word of God says concerning the situations that we come across as believers. Find the word, believe that word, go to God with that word and see God doing a miracle in your life. Because you see God is waiting for you to find that word and believe it. He's not going to believe his own word for you. His word is issued to the hearer and the hearer must hear the word and the hearer must believe. What is it that you are facing today, child of God? Find that word and according to your faith, let it be done unto you. As you have believed that it would be done, let it be so. Do not think that there is a barrier which is distance or there is a barrier which is your own guilt, which is whatever thing that the enemy may make you to think that because of it, God will not do something for you. All you need is the word of God. Faith will come when you have heard what the word of God says. I like it when somebody asks me, what does the word of God says concerning this situation? Because when you tell that person, they begin to internalize the word of God. Things will begin to happen for them. It is better to empower somebody to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil than for you to do something for that person, act in faith on their behalf and leave them for the devil to come and torment them again. Because the Bible says when the spirit comes out, it comes back to come and check if the house has been swept clean and if there is anybody home. It finds that the house is swept clean, but there's no one. There's no weight. There's nothing. There's no substance. There's no pillar. There's nothing. Yes, it's clean, but nothing. It comes back and finds space. It sits there with seven more that are even more dangerous than it was. So what am I saying to us? Let us keep the faith. Let us keep the faith. Let us build up our faith. The best thing you can do for somebody who is in need is not to just pray for them but to also teach them, to teach them how these things should be done, to teach them what the word of God says concerning their situation. Yes, when somebody is in trouble at that point in time, they may need an immediate intervention, but you also need to build them up because they will get a breakthrough on this matter. They will come again for something else. They will come again for something else. I have a prayer group with some ladies and... um. My sister was telling me that when she invites other people for prayer, she also has her own prayer group. Some will say, I don't want to join the prayer group. I want you to pray for me. And that for me, it is sad because that person doesn't want to stand on their own. They want somebody to continuously stand for them. So what if the devil walks through that door and you cannot get hold of the person that nobody prays for you? Let it be done just as you have believed it would. And the centurion's servant was healed. May you build up your faith, child of God. God is faithful. He wants us to be as faithful as he is. God is faithful. Believe him. Act on that word that he speaks. And you'll see God doing miracles in your life. The Lord Richard bless you and keep you. Shalom.